remain standing just for a few minutes. You'll be able to be seated for a while. Amen. If you have your Bibles, you have a good thing. Amen. We're going to be turning to the book of Hebrews. And uh, chapter 13, I'm going to read two verses. Verse number 20 and uh, 21. Hebrews 13. Amen. 20 and 21. I will remind some of you and make mention to the others uh, that we do have a worship gathering church service uh, this evening at 6 p.m. as well. Amen. If you're interested in getting a little more or a whole lot more, um, it's available to you. Before I, I read... Um, Let me say this. How many in here, if, it do, if this doesn't apply to you, don't worry about it. Don't. I don't want to conjure anything up, make anything up. But you feel like God, the Spirit of God is kind of staring you up. That in your heart, your spirit, in your life, there's something in you that is longing for more of him. A, a deeper place, if you will, uh, uh, ascending to a greater height, uh, uh, a, a deeper awareness of God and where you are in God and where you need to get to in him. Amen. There, there's a, a staring in your spirit and it's, it's not just about coming to a church service to check off my attendance. It's, uh, it's something God is calling me to him, calling me to more. There's a sense of urgency and an awareness. Hey, things aren't getting any better, and I need to be in the place that God is desiring and calling me to be in. How many really feel that way in this place? This morning? I want you to just lift your hands up to him right now. Come on, lift your hands up to him right now. And if you said that, you feel that, I'm not saying this is for everyone. So if you feel that way, just go ahead and lift your hands up to him right now. Come on. Let's begin to talk to him, communicate to him right now. Father, I, I see this. I'm aware of this. I understand this. And Lord, I'm going to present myself here this morning. And not just this morning, Lord, but what you purpose to do in my life, oh God. I, I wanted to go beyond words, and I wanted to go beyond religion, and I wanted to go beyond my circumstances of life, and Lord, I, I want you to do something in me that there's a greater awareness of you, your will, your presence, your purpose, your power, your love, your glory, your kingdom. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father, I pray that you would do a great work, a deep work, O oh God, a mighty work, O oh Lord, in this place, a sovereign work. In Jesus' name, have your way, Lord. I command every spirit that is not of God, I command it to be silenced and to be still. 
I bind everything that would be a hindrance to the word of God and the move of God and the spirit of God. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus name. I lose the purpose of God in this place this morning. In Jesus name. Hebrews chapter 13. I wish I can say uh, I know some people say Hebrews in the sense of you know coffee is the will of God. And it was the will of God for me and I wish I could brew some coffee. But I've been coffee free for about I guess a couple of months now, not because uh, I wanted to. So let's get that out the way. (laughs) Amen. When I wake up and I smell coffee, I'm like, God, why? (laughs) If you don't like coffee, God bless you. I like coffee. I can't drink it. And uh, I like hot foods and can't eat it. I love crabs and shrimp and can't eat it. And so it seems like uh, all those good things, I'm so glad, see, that's why I can still eat sweets and all that. My wife always saying, you're just a sweet eater and, you know, a sweet tooth. All the other stuff is taken away from me, so let me have that. <laughs> and so here we are with Hebrews. It's not Shebrews, it's Hebrews. Amen. Now that I got your attention with not so funny jokes. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, that's us, and through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Everyone says everlasting covenant. Verse 21. Make you perfect. It's the the shepherd. The great shepherd. That's the shepherd over the sheep. And we're called the sheep of his fold. And it's through his blood. And it's the blood of the everlasting covenant. Paul, I believe, maybe the writer here, said that through that, through that one, that shepherd, and through his blood, in the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will. How many want to do the will of God? Working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight. Amen. You don't have to manufacture things to be pleasing God. God's going to work it in you. And it's him that works in you to will and to do his good pleasure. And so through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And I'm going to read that one more time. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. I want to preach to you this morning. It's not a sermon. 
but it's something for you to take hold of your take hold of in your life keeping covenant keeping covenant you can be seated won't you clap your hands to him amen keeping covenant we are in pursuit of a holy god we are in pursuit of a mighty and a great god we are in pursuit of a loving god if the bible says in the book of hebrews he that he that cometh to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him we must be in pursuit of god while we are claiming to be believers of god Amen. There are many people in this country and across the world who uh, say that they believe in a God. They believe in the God. And, and that's great. And that's Danny. But we must not only believe in God, but we must pursue after him. That is the very essence of faith. He that believe in God must believe that he is and a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. In other words, when I wake up in the morning, my mind needs to be on him. When I go to bed at night, my mind needs to be on him. When I go through my day, I need to pursue God. I'm not pursuing the things that he can give. I'm not pursuing the things that he can, I can acquire. I am pursuing the most high God. That is different than most of Christianity today. I will tell you, I will inform you. Be not mistaken. But God, who created all things, everything, amen. The reason why you have life and breath was because God caused you to be. It doesn't matter how you got here. It doesn't matter whether you was a result of incest or rape or whether you were, you know, your parents that were married or, or, or unmarried and born out of wedlock. None of that matters. It, it was because God determined that he was going to create you. God knew who you was going to be from the foundations of the world and he called you in to existence I have life because of him amen I am thankful for that and hell was not made for mankind hell was made for the enemy Uh, hell was made for Satan and his fallen angels it was made for the demons that that torment you that that torment your life and that steals God's will and purpose from you hell was not made for any man that was ever born but the fact of the matter is there will be some man some woman that will spend eternity in hell even though it wasn't and isn't the will of God God loved man so much that he made a covenant with man. He made covenants throughout all of man's history. And God's attempt to pursue man. And God said, I'm going to make my covenant with you because I am pursuing you in hopes that you will pursue me. The angels were not created as free will creatures. They have no choice. And so they are destined to hell. There is no escaping hell for them. 
The Bible says that we have been created as a free will being. We have been created with the power of choice. And God created in the garden all manner of fruit and all manner of fruit trees and said, you may eat of every tree that's in the garden, but I'm telling you what, I have to give you a choice. You have to be a free will creature. I'm going to show you how I am and who I am. And you're going to have to choose whether you want me or not. And so we are free will creature, and so we must choose to worship God. We must choose to seek him. Now, all the demonic forces, they didn't have and don't have a choice. They are bound for hell. You have a choice whether you go to hell or not. And it's not that God is sending anyone there. We'll choose whether we go there or not. And so while on this earth we are free will creatures. And so we haven't, you know, hell, the the devil and his angels, they have no choice. Hell, they are destined to hell. We're only invited to go there. And that's one invitation I'm not accepting. You're not going to get an RSVP for me. Amen. If somebody goes to hell, it's not that God is making them go there. Amen. You have an invitation and you, you, you have to decide. No, men are invited. We have an open invitation. We can go there if we want to. The only way we don't go there is that we have covenant with God. And I want to be in his covenant. It's an everlasting covenant through the power of his blood. It's because he loves me. He wants to guide me and lead me as the great shepherd of the sheep. Make no mistake about it. I'm not getting to heaven by accident. I'm not going to get there and say, oh, how did I get here? Amen. If you get to heaven, you, it's because you're in pursuit of God. I, I hear me now. I didn't say that you're in pursuit of heaven. I said the only way you're going to get there if you're in pursuit of God. You see, he's the God of heaven. And if I'm in pursuit of him, I'm going to get there. Too many people, they don't want God. They just want heaven. So I'm talking about keeping covenant. God instituted covenant when he first thought of redeeming man from man's sin and man's fall. Amen. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's not one. I'm telling you, if there's anybody in here who try to act like they all that in a bag of chips, just turn from them and say, you're a sinner just like me. There's only one judge and, and I'm not it. Amen. But don't I know some people wear that little shirt. The only God can judge me. Now, most people wear that shirt is that they don't want anybody telling them what to do. And I could do my own thing. Hey, I'm in charge of myself. Only God. Well, hey, hey, yeah, he will judge you. Amen. But I got to listen to God now. You know, see, it's not a matter of you don't have free will after you die. You know, some people think that, you know, they, they're going to have a free will to determine whether they're going to go to heaven or hell when you die. No, you have free will right now. Once you die, there's no free will. 
Amen. What's the invitation to you now will not just be an invitation. It will be a destination. This isn't my message today, but whatever. But there were three covenants. I want to get to my message. There were three covenants that God made with mankind or three covenants he made with specific people. And I know there were different covenants in the Bible. Now, I'm not trying to bore you with covenants. I'm this going to apply to you. See, because I believe those covenants of the Old Testament, God kind of uh, weaved them together to make an application in my life and in your life. And I believe God wants to, to give us those things that he promised the forefathers of old. I, I believe God has some great things for me. I don't believe I was an accident. I don't believe I am an accident. And I don't believe that I ever will be an accident. Amen. Everything that happens in my life is for a purpose and, and it's for a cause. I, I believe I'm here for the will of God and the purpose of God. And I, I want to do that. I want to pursue God. I want to pursue his will and his purpose for my life. Amen. So those covenants, the Bible says, I want to talk to you about three specific covenants that were weaved into the Old Testament, and I believe God desires for us to participate in each of those uh, realms or those dimensions of the covenant and, and, and had these working and operating in our lives. And the first was Abraham and God established in the book of Genesis chapter 12 after God created the heaven and the earth and, and, and created man and man fell and man, man sinned and, and, and walked away from God and they became evil and wicked and God went after man. He said, I'm, I can't continue to be with man and, and, and my spirit shall not always be with man. And, and the Bible says that God would come looking for man and then it got to a point where God said, hey, I, I can't dwell with man and hey, if they're going to want me, they're going had to come seek me and then men begin to call on God and, and it was kind of reversed and, and men begin to call but it wasn't that many calling on God it wasn't that many seeking God the Bible says there was only one righteous man in that day just before the flood and he was a man seeking God he had faith according to Hebrews chapter 11 he had faith because he pursued God and God created and made a covenant with Noah and the flood came and Noah and his uh, three sons and their wives made it and God was replenishing the earth and, and all of a sudden men began to rebel against God as time went, went on and, and we, we had the Tower of Babel and uh, Babel and, and uh, the, the place of confusion that took place and God scattered men because men just could not do what God desired for them to do and men just wouldn't listen men were stubborn and men always chose his own will and his own purpose and and men would turn and walk away from God and God was pleading with man and God was trying to seek man and trying to find man and trying to save man but we had our own will our own purpose our own desires and we weren't seeking him and weren't desiring him and God called Abraham out of Ur and said, hey, Abraham, I, I want you to go into a place I'm going to show you and, and I'm going to bless you and I'm going to make you great. I'm going to make your name great. If you could only just listen to my voice and go to the place I have purpose for you and destined for you, I'm going to do great things if you can just listen to me, hearken to me, and obey me. 
The Bible says in the midst of all the idolatry that was going on, not only in Abraham's uh, nation, but also in Abraham's father's house, he got away from all the false gods and, and all the things that was deemed as religion. And he went to a place that God would show him. And God said, I'm going to make you great. I'm going to establish my covenant with you. And so we have this Abrahamic or Abrahamic covenant, if you will, and this represented God's blessing. It it was God saying, hey, I want to build something new and something great. No one else in the earth is listening to me, but with you, Abraham, I'm going to establish my covenant, and I'm going to make a great nation out of you, and I'm going to bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. I'm going to do great things. Your name shall be great. And so that was the covenant of Abraham, and that covenant was a great covenant, and we are the children of Abraham according to faith, not by biology, but according to faith. And so God desires to bless the children of Abraham, not just the natural children that are over in Israel, but the spiritual children that are right here in the church. And so the first covenant, the first uh, dimension of the covenant, the everlasting covenant that wanted that God wanted to give mankind because the covenant God gave to Abraham, it wasn't just for Abraham, but it was also to his seed. And the Bible tells us in the book of Galatians that we are the seed of Abraham. So God desired to bless Abraham and make him great and make him like no other person on the earth. Can I tell you that that is the first covenant that God desires to establish with you. That is the first dimension of the everlasting covenant it's a covenant of blessing god said hey you will not be the tail you will be the head i want to bless you from the rising of the sun i want to bless you until the going down of the same i want to bless you i want to let you know that god wants you to be a blessed person that is the first dimension of the everlasting covenant it's the covenant of blessing Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. I'm looking at some people with their heads down because, uh, amen, they don't feel like they're blessed. Eh? Amen. They don't feel like God is on their side. They don't feel like God is in their corner. Feel like that you're that's the nine county. You, you, you're almost down and out. I'm here to tell you that God is a God that wants to bless his people. If you're not blessed of God, you need to find out why. Oh, hallelujah. Can I preach it like I want to preach it? Feel a preach it. Amen. If you don't feel like you're blessed in your life, uh, hey, you need to understand it's not God's fault. Uh, hey, I, God is no respecter of persons, uh, but God has favorites. I said God has favorites. Well, no, God doesn't have any favorites. Uh, I beg to differ from you. Uh, he chose uh, Murray and he said, uh, hey, you are blessed and highly favored. Amen. What you do will determine whether you get blessing or not. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. See, there was a covenant blessing. There was a blessing of, oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you what. God said, Abraham, I want to bless you. Abraham, I want to bless. But you know what? He told Abraham, I want you to get thee out of the place that you're in. If you want to be blessed by God, you must get out of the place that you're in. Oh, hallelujah. 
He said, I want you to get out from a familiar place. I want to get you, get you out of your father's house and, and from your kindred. In other words, everything that you associate with, uh, everything that, that makes you comfortable, uh, everything that you've known up until this point, uh, everything that defines who you are, uh, I'm going to shape you. Your name is Abram. I'm going to make you Abraham. Uh, I'm going to do great things in you. I, it wasn't just for Abraham. But no, people don't believe that. I'm going to tell you like this. See, you, you think that it's all about money. It's not all about money. But I'm going to tell you this. You got a dollar on you? Anybody got a dollar on you? I know a woman got a dollar. Because this is how we relate. Actually, I think I have a dollar. She didn't know about that dollar. That's the dollar I found two weeks ago in my pocket. I still got it there for hard times. No. <laughs> Amen. So this is how it works. Here, you remember which one was yours? Which one? How you know? You was look- See, she was checking that thing out. She acted like she was reading the Bible. She was all the time looking at that money. <laughs> <laughs> now that's the one right there. Serial number zero 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 five six seven ten. No, no, no! Don't, don't put it away. Don't put it away. Huh? Now, God is able to do more. You don't have any change, see? You don't keep that. That's where you, oh, uh, your husband. You say, see, huh? he got the change. <laughs> so that's how it works. <laughs> God, put, raise that dollar up. Now, this is how it works. That's something funny. Oh, she got you. Oh, okay. That's all right. Oh, yeah, let me help. You got 10 cents? You got, let's see. Don't worry, I'm going to give it back. You don't have a knuckle. There we go. All right. All right this is a dollar and change. Here we go. You, you need the dollar like that, or you, can you have it like this? It's all right like that? As long as it's a dollar. It's a, do- it's a dollar. It's not Canadian coins. It's real. It's counting that, right? Now, what you need to do, that's one dollar. All right? Uh, you need to take 10, 10 cents out of that. All right? That's 10%. Uh, then you need to take another nickel, maybe. That's just a, you know, a little extra, you know. Uh-huh. Well, you just go ahead and take another dime off that. Ah, okay. Now, let me hold that. All right, so now, you, you really need this? Yes, you do. Oh, you don't need it, huh? All right, so now, this is, you see that? Yeah. So I'm going to just take that. So you gave 10% and just gave extra just to give it because you said you didn't need it. Wink, wink. Now, now, now she has 75, right? Now, come here. God says, hey, you got to put your shoes on. Yeah. We, we, we. All right. And, and so God tells her, come here. This is what I want you to do. All right. I want you to go and do X, Y, and Z. I want you to go into a place that I'm going to show, show you. Now, guess what? Do you understand when Abraham had to go, it wasn't a free trip? You know how much it cost Abraham to go from one place to the other? 
You know how much inconvenience? Now, God didn't say, I'm going to give you the money to get there. God said, I want you to get there. In other words, what you had to pay to get there was on, him, was on Abraham. And so what Abraham had to give, sacrifice, give up in order to get to where God had destined for him. God said, I'm going to bless you when you get there. Oh, hallelujah. But the blessing didn't come until his obedience was shown. So go on. Go on. Just walk over there. Now, how much you have in your hand? You got 75 cents. Do you know? And here, here I am. I got a dollar in my pocket. And uh, the other part, don't worry about the other part because, you know, that, that's, I'm going to leave that right there. All right. Now, God is able to do more with the 75 cent that she has out because she obeyed God than, than he can do with me with my dollar and I'm going the wrong way. But we have it all wrong. We feel like, you know, a blessing is about God giving us. Now, now God, God's going to give us, but I'm just going to tell you like this. God can do more with 75 cents than I can do with a dollar. And the more, do you understand what I'm talking about? The more I'm committed and faithful to him, the more God can do with my finances. Sometimes we think we got to have more money. No, all I need is more God to be blessed. Oh, hallelujah. I don't need more money to be blessed. I need more God to be blessed. Oh, hallelujah. I wish I'm trying to help somebody here because you think the more money you had, the more blessed you are. You you are. I mean, you stood up there, so you. You go ahead and be seated. You leave that 25. See, she still, you don't need it. You saw that? That 25 cent is going to torment you. And she's glad she just got her dollar, right? <laughs> and, and, and so here it is. It, God, I'm telling you what, now some people, you know, my, my situation, my story, and I, and I hate to keep telling some, some people, I'm tired of hearing about that. God is no respect of persons, but God does have favorites. In other words, he doesn't respect, you know, he doesn't look at him and say, oh yeah, he's better. Oh, I like the way he looks. And, no, he's no respect of persons, but hey, the people that God honors is because they, people honor him. Now, I'm just going to tell you how it works. Now, I, I know some of you know my wife and I, my wife stopped working. It took a lot of, it took a lot in me to get her to stop working. And I stopped working. It took a lot for me to stop working. See, we, we think we're blessed. I, and I, this is really not my, we think we're blessed by money. I know most of you think preachers, all they do is they, they take all the collections so they can get your money. I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going to get that thought out of your head because I don't get paid by you. That, that stuff, it doesn't come to me. It doesn't. Not, not one bit. And, and the way it works is uh, I took, a, I took a, a serious pay cut to be a, to be a pastor. And some, most of you know that. Some of you know that. But I took a serious pay cut to be a pastor. And for her to go, now she doesn't even get paid. 
She just take whatever she, I didn't know she takes, I can't, <laughs> take it, take it, I give it to her. But the point, is, the point is, is that, you know, and I'm not talking about chump change, all right? Uh, if bless, I'm trying to help somebody. Because some of you, 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 you kind of so worn out trying to, trying to chase the American dollar. Let me tell you about the American dollar. You'll never catch it. It's fast. You're not catching it. Yeah, I'm chasing the, I'm chasing the dollar. Good luck with that. And the people that chase the dollar never get it. While some people have ass and it's driving them crazy. And that blessing is a curse. And I'll talk about that another time. But I'm just going to tell you like this. You know, and people come to, now, I'm just going to tell you, I, I would have more things. It, it gets a little tight sometimes. I mean, I, I would, you know, if she was working right now, I'm working and she works full time, but she's works, she works free. She doesn't get a dime for, from the church. Not, not, a, not a cent. So, uh, and I'm employed by the mother church. So regardless of what happens, that's, so I'm just letting you know. But I'm trying to let you know that blessing is not about the money. Because if you pursue this, you can't pursue God. If you're serving this, you can't serve God. That's in the Bible, by the way. You can't serve two masters. And so I'm just trying to communicate. Can we make the swap? Well, you can have that. There you go. You got your money back. See? All right. Count. She's counting it, too. I, I didn't really plan to go in, go in depth on, in that. But, but we, we need to do, understand that because God is trying to build us up. He, when he uh, gave the covenant with Abraham, he was saying that I'm going to establish, I'm going to establish you. I'm going to build you up. I'm going to build a nation. I'm, and then I'm going to bless that. And God desires to be a blessing to us as long as we have the right perspective, as long as we understand who it is and what it is that we should be seeking. I'm talking about a covenant. We need to have a covenant where we're seeking God and not the stuff from God. And so it's about God's purpose and God's promise in your life. And we, you, you can be blessed. You can, we, you know, you can get a blessing and, and, and God can bless you. And that's why you have to go to the next dimension of covenant where you understand being, what being, being blessed is. And, and I want the blessings of God in my life. And in other words, that's God's favor in my life. And, and everything that happens and everything that God does in my life, his favor is on it. He's shining on it. And, and it doesn't matter whether it's a penny or, or, or whether it's a dime. And it doesn't matter what, wherever I'm living or, or whatever I'm driving. Amen. And, and you can take one person that, that say, for instance, a person makes thirty thousand dollars. I'm just going to use that, and, and, and they're just living life their, their own way, doing their own deal, and and everything else. And then you have a person that's living for God, that's making thirty thousand dollars. You can see how God is just multiplying and increasing and and showing favor. And it seems like the thirty thousand this person has made has gone a whole lot further than what that person has. Now they can have the same amount of money, the equal amount of money. It's just that one God is going. 
And the other one, God is stretching your money. That one God is blowing on the money, and the other one God is stretching your money. And so you got to understand that God, when who God blesses, everything that they touch and everything they have, God blesses. And you can deal more with less than another person who has more. But we have to get beyond that dimension of the covenant. It is the will of God for you to be blessed. It is. Hear me now. It is the will of God for you to be blessed, but you have to be blessed in his will. I said it's the will of God for you to be blessed, but you got to be blessed in his will, not outside of the will of God, but in his will. That's the blessing of Abraham. It's the covenant of blessing. You know, when you walk around and everything you do, God blesses. Whatever God, whatever job God leads you in, God blesses. Amen. The Bible talked about jo- uh, Joseph. Amen. He was led down in Egypt. He was in chains, and the Bible said God was with him. Amen. He was in Potiphar's house, accused of rape, and God was with him. He was thrown in prison, and God was with him. In other words, the hand of God was still in his life. The blessing of God was still in his life. No matter what man would do, God was leading him, and he wasn't always going to be in that predicament. Hey, though I fall, I shall arise. We got to understand Blessing is the part of the covenant. And when my life is not blessed, and that that lets me know, hey, I I hadn't entered into that covenant with God. And again, I'm not talking about having more money. I'm talking about it being more, your money being blessed. And everything about you being blessed. And people wondering, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you can do it. I'm going through, you're going through the same thing I'm going through. And I just don't know how you can make, I don't know how you can have a smile on your face. I don't know how you can go through all the things you're doing. And what is it that you had that I don't have? It's God. And when I got God, I have the blessings of God. But we must, as people of God, understand what blessing is. Because this world will dupe you into and But we got to go on from this dimension of the covenant. And the next covenant that was in the Old Testament that, that God established, it was the Mosaic covenant. And God established a covenant with Moses. And it was a different type of covenant. It wasn't just about being blessed. It was a, a covenant of redemption. And all of the covenant that God established with Moses was about redeeming people. You see, God, see, some people, they just want to stop at being blessed with God. But I don't want to stop at being blessed. So the the redemption covenant is this. I'm going to redeem you. So before it was just a, 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 it was God establishing what we would call uh, engagement. And now he's saying, hey. You're going to be married to me. It's about relationship. Now, before, it wasn't about relationship. It was about obeying him. Now, it's about relationship with me. Now, I'm going to establish a covenant with you. It's going to go a little deeper. And and so, there's some regulations. Oh, hallelujah. And so, when when, when she and I first got uh, engaged, or just before the engagement, when we we were, we were on the quarter for like a, a, a week. Seemed like it was y'all, y'all laughing, but it wasn't long. I met, I met her in February, 
and married her in, in October. It was six months. Somebody, oh, you, six months. Y'all like, see, and then people say, huh, that, that, y'all, y'all crazy. And that's, let me tell you something. When you're in God, you find the will of God. There's no ifs, ands, maybes, or buts, or you know what? I don't need a, a second confirmation, third confirmation. But engagement was fine. That was, that was the, the blessing part. But then after that is, hey, that was the marriage institution. And so there weren't any responsibilities with the engagement. I had none. There weren't too many regulations. But see, when you, when you get married, there's some responsibilities. And some people don't want to go beyond the blessing stage with God because they don't want the responsibilities. They don't want the regulations. They don't want God telling them what to do. They don't want the conditions. And if you're going to be blessing God in the everlasting covenant, you must get past the covenant of blessings and enter into the covenant of redemption. And that means no matter what, God, I must be saved and I must build my relationship with you. I must be committed to this relationship. And so this Mosaic covenant is a covenant where some conditions. There's a, a change. And I, I know it's Sunday morning, and I, I understand that. And that's some of you are like, oh, and I normally will preach a message like this on a Sunday night. But I'm telling you, it, it, is, it is the will of God for you to go beyond and pass somebody talking about be blessed. And I'm blessed, and I'm better than blessed, and, and, and seeking blessings and all that. Some of you are in the same place as you've been for a while. And I'm telling you why. It's because we stay in a position and in a attitude and the mindset and that all I want to do is get blessed, and I want my life to be better. It's Oh, I'm telling you, so much more in living for God than your life being better. When I first came to God, I'm telling you, the first thing, the reason why I came to God is because I wanted a better life. I was like, God, if you can just get me out of this misery, you can get me out of this mess, I'll live for you. You know, no wonder why, that's why most people come to God. And I, I've seen some people who got who has money, has education, has career and all that, but something is still missing. So, you know, God, it's not just for the down and outers. It's also for the up and inners. So anybody. Amen. But sometimes God will allow circumstances to come in your life to get to try to get your attention. God will ring your bell. But we need to get beyond that and, and God do something in my life, change my life. Hey, that was my plea to come to God. Hey, fix my life and all that. And he said, I'll do that, but there's something else involved. There's redemption involved. Hey, there's some regulations involved. It's not just about God doing something in your life, cleaning it up. Now there's a commitment that I must make to live for him. It's a covenant. It's not just God doing. It's also me doing as well. It's not just God bless me, bless me, bless me. It's also God saying, hey, you bless me. It's one thing about a one-way street. You turn around and go the other way, 
you're going the wrong way. So I love two-way streets. And I'm sorry, God doesn't have a one-way street. It's always two ways. It's, you know what? It, it takes two. Both of us are involved. And, and so once you decide in this covenant, let me put this doll away. For, let me hide it. Huh? No. No, I don't want your Houdini skills to come out. And so I'm almost done, folks. I, I, I really, I, 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 my, my, my concern is that people, you see people coming and, 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 and establish a walk with God, a relationship, and it's like they keep hitting a brick wall. They don't go any further and don't realize there's more to God than just this thing about God blessing my life. And because God wants to do more than just bless your life. He, he wants to have that deep relationship with you. And it's, it, he, he wants to go beyond this engagement to a place of marriage. It's a, the marriage institution. It's like, God, I'm only going to go. Uh, you know, I, when I, when, hey, if I was, wasn't married. I mean, I could pretty much do what I wanted to. If I wanted, if I wanted to go and have lunch with a, with a woman, I, I could go and have lunch with her because I'm not married to her. Now, let me go to lunch with a woman now. Even if it's platonic and there's no, even if it's no, you know, whatever. I'm not doing it. I like living. <laughs> I like all fingers, toes, ears, eyes. Amen. But also because I've entered into a covenant. You see, when you, and that's why people don't like this next part of the covenant, everlasting covenant, because that means, you know what? There are some things that's going to be required. And can I say, can I say that that's okay? When I wasn't employed, I can do whatever I want. Right? To a certain extent, if I didn't have any responsibilities anyway, I can get up when I want, go to bed when I want, do what I want and everything else. But when I'm employed, you know what? I guess what? There's some, you know, regulations with that. And, and, and what I'm talking about is, that, and that's okay. And the devil and the flesh will try to convince us, no, we can't go beyond and go to that next place in God, that next dimension in God, because there's something required, and I don't want to give that up. So that's the next place. The third dimension, and if somebody come, who's, just to let you know, when you see him, you know it's, I'm winding it down. So it means everybody like to see him. So God established a covenant with Abraham, and he established a covenant with Moses. And then the next covenant that is of significance is the Davidic covenant. And God began to establish a covenant with David. It wasn't like the covenant of blessing. It wasn't like the covenant of redemption. And while Abraham and that covenant was representative of God being a blessing and it represented God's promises 
and his purpose. The Mosaic Covenant represented God's redemption and relationship. The Davidic Covenant was one that represented God's kingdom. And it goes beyond regulations and responsibilities in the wedding, the marriage institution. It was a covenant of power. God spoke and told David that his kingdom, to his kingdom that he was going to establish in his lineage, there would be no end. And he spoke that kings should come forth from him and and only, not just kings, but the king of kings. And our Lord Jesus Christ was established through the lineage of David. And he further said that even in the millennial and throughout all of eternity, David's kingship would stand. This part of the covenant, the mention of the covenant, represents us building up God's kingdom. It's God working in us to be kings. The Bible says that he made us, have made us kings and priests. I don't just want the blessings of God. I don't want just to be saved and redeemed by God. I want the power of God working in me and the power of God operating in me. I want the kingdom of God residing in me. And Jesus a lot of times spoke of the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And there are so many things that are offered in this Davidic covenant. It's a covenant where it's a commitment to him. It's a covenant where I can walk in power and I can walk in the dimension that God has purposed for me. And, and it's not just walking trying to get a blessing from God and, and trying to keep rules and regulations. Now I'm walking in a dimension where God is working and operating in my life. It's a different dimension. Now I have power over demons. Now I have power over the dark forces that are working in my life, that are moving in my life. With too many times we say, you know what? The devil's on my back. Let me tell you what. When you get to the Davidic covenant, there's no devils that can stay on your back. With the help of God tonight, I'm going to talk about the demonic forces that work against you. It is not the will of God for us to be bound by anything. Amen. I, and I know last week we had a, a service where we were preaching and talking about deliverance. But I shouldn't be bound by fear. You see, I can have, uh, I can be blessed by God and, and, and have redemption and still be bound by fear. And so that, that, that shows that I'm not in that, that other dimension of the covenant. Where now I'm living in the power and dimension that God desires for me to live in. And now I'm not bound by certain things. And it is the will of God. Remember, this is an everlasting covenant. It is the will of God for me to live in the place and in the dimension that God has called me to live. Not where I'm just blessed. 
where I'm getting a blessing from God. Not where I'm just saved, where I got the Holy Ghost, I've been baptized. It is the will of God for everybody in this room that's listening to this, this message to be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with his spirit. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, it's the will of God for you because God's called you. It is the will of God for you to be baptized. And if there's anything that's holding you back, it's not God. People say, well, you know what, if, if God desires, if, if, if God wants, if God will, he, he, he wills, he wants to. The problem is we have our own will also. Redemption is part of the covenant of God. But God wants us to go beyond that covenant. And you can't go beyond the covenant. You can't go to the covenant of the power of God operating and working in you. And being in his kingdom, the Bible says, except a man be born of the water and the spirit, he can't enter into the kingdom of God. And so you need to be born of the water and the spirit and even to experience what I'm talking about in this third dimension. And so uh, you, you can't be set free. Unless you go through the second covenant first, which is redemption. And the way we're redeemed is by the blood. Scripture said it. It's through baptism and, filled with, and being baptized in his name and filled with his spirit. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, you don't need to wait. You don't need to tarry. You don't need to delay. It's the will of God. Because when you do, you enter into his kingdom. And that now gives you the right. It gives you the right and the privilege to some things that you wouldn't otherwise have. Now you are a child of God and now you are in his kingdom. And there are things you can do once you're in the kingdom then you could that you can't do when you're out of the kingdom. And there are things that are available to you when you're in the kingdom. But do you know I can get in the kingdom? I know some people that get baptized, receive the Holy Ghost, and then they stop right there. They don't want another dimension of the covenant. They don't want the the covenant of David where, you know what? It's a covenant of kingship. It's a covenant of power. I want everything that God has for me. You're tired of a life that's up and down, roller coaster, merry-go-round. Amen. You feel so defeated, so deflated. Maybe, maybe the blessing of God is in your life. Maybe, maybe the hand of God is in it and God is blessing you. And, and, and maybe you've been baptized in Jesus' name and, and, and you've been filled with his spirit. But yet you're not living a life where you're committed to him, where you totally surrendered everything to his kingdom. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything shall be added. And so I can seek blessings. I can seek redemption. But if I don't seek his kingdom and his righteousness, I'm still falling short. This message is a message of hope, of redemption, of deliverance, of victory, and of power. And if you know that there is something God is calling you, something is stirring. When I woke up this morning... Around 5 o'clock, 5.30 this morning, I just felt something. I began to pray 
for everyone that will come in this service. I begin to pray for the city of Baltimore and Baltimore County and Anne Arundel County and uh, uh, Southern Harford County. That God would, 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 would begin to stir the spirit and the mind of people and the hearts of people to want to, yeah, I want to see God. There's nothing that this world has to offer me that will satisfy me, truly satisfy me. And I've been baptized in Jesus' name. I've been blessed by God. But if I don't wake up every day seeking his kingdom, seeking his power, his rule in my life, I'll still feel short and empty. God is calling each and every one of us to another dimension, another place. Can you hear the Spirit calling you? Can you hear the voice of God calling you, staring you to say, don't allow the world to deceive you, to go looking for something in there that's not there. The world is full of illusions, imaginary things, fantasies. And the world will always give you this fantasy and never fulfill your fantasy. But God will give you promises. And he will bring them to pass every time. In his timing. If God is calling you to a deeper place, a deeper dimension, I want you to come down to this altar. This is not a hype message. It's not hyped up. Anything like that. I'm talking about a covenant talking about keeping covenant there are three dimensions to the everlasting covenant there's a covenant where I'm pursuing the purpose of God and the promise of God there's a dimension in the covenant where I'm seeking redemption and everything that's entailed with redemption and then there's a covenant where I'm seeking God's kingdom It's unconditional, meaning I'm not putting any conditions on it. I'm totally committed. No matter what else happens, my commitment to God is absolute. You know that God will allow all sorts of things to come in your life to get your attention. He'll use people, circumstances, situations. He'll make you just think all sorts of things just to challenge you. And he'll use different things in your life and get you all stirred up, your emotions stirred up, your mind stirred up. And if you're not careful, you'll begin to focus on people. People will become the problem. Good, yes. Circumstances will become the problem. Can I say that God is trying to establish a covenant with you today? I want to keep God's covenant. Won't you just lift your hands? I want to go from where I am. There's so much, so much more in God. I haven't arrived. I haven't gotten there. If I can get some ministers to come. There's a song that says, renew my covenant with you.
Come on, let God establish something here today. It's not just about being blessed, and I want to be blessed. I want to go beyond blessing. I want his redeeming power working in me. I want to be cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. I want to be washed in his blood. I want to be filled with his spirit. But I want to go beyond that. I want to walk in the power of God. I want to walk in his kingdom. Fulfill his purpose. In Jesus' name. There are some people under my voice that need to make a decision today. Jesus. You need to repent of your sins. God, I'm sorry for the way I've lived and conducted my life. And I've been in charge. I've been my own God. I've been running my life, doing my own thing. I, I want to surrender to you. I want to submit my life. I want to turn it over to you, oh, Lord. Somebody need to do that this morning. Jesus, Jesus, renew my Somebody need to decide, you know what? I need to, my sins washed away. I, I need to be baptized in your name. I need to be filled with your spirit. Come on, in Jesus' name. I need to go on in you, Lord. Seeking your kingdom, seeking your face, seeking your righteousness, walking with you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Jesus. Come on, somebody renew that covenant with him. Somebody restore covenant with him. Somebody establish covenant with him. Hallelujah. And make me clean. Come on, he's not going to force it on anyone. Jesus. Come on, I could have preached a message, a fancy message, but God wants to know. Of Jesus. Is there anyone seeking me, seeking covenant? Oh, in the name of Jesus. A covenant is, an, is a pact, an agreement. Renew it's something I establish between me and my God. Come on, we need to get past religion, past in ritual, in the name past of programs. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody go to the next dimension, the next place in him. Hallelujah. 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 God establish your covenant, Lord. Shatarata Mahasata In the name of Jesus. Wash me, Lord. Jesus' name and make me clean and make me clean and make me clean and make me clean in the name of Jesus. Make me clean. 
the name of Jesus. Jesus. I choose you today. Oh Come on, if you're not up here, maybe you're back there. Maybe you need to just close your eyes and talk to him. It's not about religion. Come on, where you are, won't you just begin to talk to him? Renew, refresh your covenant with him. No one's exempt in this building from taking their relationship to another place in him. Hallelujah. Are you satisfied with looking at what somebody else is doing? Yeah. Or would you, are you desiring to enter into a place with God? None of us have arrived. None of us has gotten to that place where God is not continually working in us, calling us, leading God in us, compelling us and stirring us. Jesus' name. 